think it's more of uh, our indications that Hunter Biden was deeply embedded in um, the very highest echelons of uh, US, the US government during the time that his father was vice president and also big tech. Uh, the Some of the personal cell phone numbers that he had in his contact list included uh, top US officials who were responsible for overseeing uh, the China-US relationship, uh, also top Google executives. And I think, you know, again, it shows uh, that whatever else we say about Joe Biden, there has to be well-founded concerns uh, that he may be compromised when it comes to China uh, through his son and his brother's family business to do with China. And a lot of that is being investigated um, by the US attorney in Delaware. Uh, that, that probe drags on. Uh, let's hope that it doesn't get slow walked past the midterms. But I think after the midterms, when the Republicans, uh, if they do take back the House and the Senate um, or the Senate, uh, they will be definitely investigating. That's what they're saying. They're already uh, marshalling resources and investigating behind the scenes. Um, they will be looking into all these links between Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, Joe Biden, and the Chinese communist regime in particular. All the more reason to uh, fortify the midterms like they fortified 2020, right? So it's making its way into the mainstream. All of the conspiracy theories that we've been yelling about for the past, oh, who knows how long. Everybody's different. And my uh, my prediction about Joe Biden being compromised by the Chi-Coms seems to be coming true, or is true. At least it's coming into the mainstream. But I don't want to pat myself on the back. Not because I don't deserve it, but because I have a sunburn. <laughs> and yes, this is the laptop that we're all now using as evidence when in 2020 there were uh, 51 intelligence officials that said, oh no, it's, it's Russian. It's Russian disinformation. Now that woman was uh, Miranda Devine and she wrote this article uh, a few months ago, May 18th. It is an opinion piece. But Miranda Devine's a beast in a good way. <laughs> Justice coming for the dirty 51 Hunter Biden laptop liars. One of the most galling aspects of the Hunter Biden laptop saga is that the 51 former intelligence officials who played such a critical role in suppressing the New York Post's stories and giving Joe Biden cover before the 2020 election have never been brought to account. The Dirty 51 lied by painting our stories as Russian disinformation. In an October 19th, 2020 letter, they signed and delivered to Politico five days after the post-expose and three days before the final presidential debate of the election campaign. They used the institutional weight of their powerful former roles to legitimize partisan political propaganda 
designed to smear the Post and everyone associated with the story and dissuade the rest of the media from looking deeper into the laptop. And it seems they haven't recovered. The letter titled, Public Statement on the Hunter Biden Emails, and signed by former CIA CIA directors John Brennan, Leon Panetta, and Mike Hayden, former acting CIA director Michael Morell, former director of national intelligence James Clapper, and other ex-spooks, claimed the material on Hunter's hard drive has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation, although not one of them had seen it. Their lie, quote, probably affected the outcome of the 2020 presidential race, as former Attorney General William Barr has said, describing the letter as partisan hackery, baseless, and signed by a coterie of retired intelligence officials who had lost their professional bearings. So why did they do it? Did they get some kind of payout? Where did that money come from? I think these liars need to be audited. Is that right? Is that unethical? If they're taking money from foreign governments to make statements that will influence elections, then I, I, I don't know. I feel like they should be treated as enemy combatants. Yet they have never apologized or retracted their lie. In fact, when the Post contacted the group in March, after the New York Times belatedly acknowledged the laptop was real, some, like Clapper, doubled down. One former CIA officer who signed the letter, John Cipher, boasted that he took special pride in personally swinging the election away from Trump. They have no shame. Quote, I lost the election for Trump? wrote Cypher during a Twitter spat with a former Trump official, well, then I feel pretty good about my influence. The arrogance of these deep staters tells you that they believe they will get away with lying to influence an an election. But there's one person with a B in his bonnet who isn't going to let the story go. Donald Trump. Oh, yes. Even if it's to his detriment, he will not let it go. He won't let any of it go. And I don't know, maybe that's a good decision. Um, But I don't know, I guess I'm getting a little bit tired of living in the past. I want to move forward. And we need bigger things to happen besides railing against these liars who who have, they, they have nothing to fear. These people have been radicalized in some way. And maybe it's just as simple as their greed, but they've been radicalized like so many other people. The ones who were responsible for the uh, election engineering in 2020. And I still see news stories pop up here and there about, oh, these people are viewing this evidence and these state senators are writing letters about this evidence. And of course, that, there was that county in Texas that flat out stated that they don't recognize Joe Biden as a legitimate president. And what happens? What happens? It's kind of like saying, oh, I was offended about this. Nothing happens when you're offended. Nothing happens if you say you don't recognize Joe Biden as the legitimate president. 
because nobody cares. And let's be realistic. If you if you had hard evidence, like look, Dinesh D'Souza put out a movie filled with hard evidence. Even if it gets to trial, you have to find a judge. You you have to be fortunate enough to have a judge that would actually hear the case and prosecute. Well, the judge doesn't prosecute, but you know what I'm saying. And what judge is going to hear it? The judge that's putting protesters in prison for being on the Capitol grounds on January 6th? That judge? That judge is going to blow it up? No, they're all cowards. They're all cowards, they're compromised, or they're paid off. So what do we do? I mean, look, there are people in the Middle East. Let's think about suicide bombers. These people are so radicalized in their extremist beliefs that they will strap a bomb to their bodies and run into a bus station and kill hundreds of people for Allah or whatever their cause is. So if you've somehow managed to, if you're trying to convince some poll workers or judges or whomever to commit treason, you just tell them all they have to do is destroy the evidence. Because the penalty for destroying evidence does not carry the weight of the penalty of treason. So you tell them, yes, you can do all these things and you'll save the country, you'll save the world. We'll be able to (laughs) effectively combat climate change. You'll be a hero. And in California, the penalty for destroying evidence is a misdemeanor. And you could spend up to six months in jail with a fine of $1,000. And that is, along with the big if, you get a judge that will sentence you to the maximum. If you get a prosecutor that will push your case in front of a judge. Is that going to happen? I don't, I don't think so. I think these I think these people are going to get away with it scot free. And they've been very cunning in their distraction techniques, their diversionary stories like the uh oh was it the the servers in in Germany remember that there was all of this <laughs> there were these rumors about the military operators that went into Germany and got these servers and and then it was going to be held to pay for Dominion because their their voting machines were responsible and they were connected to the internet. And what we should have been focusing on is how we change the laws so that that can't happen again. And instead, we've just spun our tires. So... Today, as you hear this, 
a very minimal amount of changes have been made to ensure the security of the elections that we have coming up in three months. Now, are these people going to think, boy, we got away with it. We shouldn't risk it again. Hell no. Did you hear Miranda Devine? The Republicans get into power. They're going to investigate everything and everybody. Joe Biden is probably going to be impeached. And if the Republicans win control of the Senate, that means a conviction, probably, removed from office. And then what? We got Kamala. And then we'll begin the drama, Kamala drama. <laughs> yes. Flag it. 8-2-2022. I coined it. Kamala drama. Kamala drama? I think it's supposed to be Kamala. Even though, if you watch The Matrix, number... I, the one where he gets trapped on the subway platform. I think that's number two. The guy's wife, the Indian guy's wife is, that's her name, Kamala. And that's how he pronounces it. But since Kamala has to be a B, she tells, it, it's like, it doesn't matter how you say it. She's one of those people. It doesn't matter how you say it. She's going to correct you the other direction. Because that's what people like her do. And that's what our world is becoming filled with. People that think they have some kind of superiority when they can correct you for speaking. And that's, I mean, that is the only legitimate reason that these things even exist. It's not skeletal, it's skeletal. Okay, bitch. <laughs> But the point is, that all they need is time. They don't need Joe Biden. I mean, I, I would think these, the global elite doesn't need Joe Biden to be in office for four years. They just need enough time to rearrange the chessboard. And I, I really don't know what the game is with, with the price of oil and climate change. Because as I've said before, these are the people that run the show. This is why we don't have green energy. This is why we're not sustainable already, even though we've been talking about global warming. Let's see. When, when was global warming we'll say coined who coined the term global warming from the times of india this says uh the principle was first put forth in 1869 okay that sounds like it may have some legitimacy to it that was post civil war um pre Federal Reserve Act, which, you know, that that's the reason that we have the problems with economically that we have today are because of the Federal Reserve and the Federal Reserve, uh, Reserve Act. 
the Federal Reserve Act of 1913. Now, it looks like it started getting traction in 1975. This oceanographer, Wallace Smith Brecker, is the man who coined the term global warming way back in 1975 in a paper called Climate Change, colon, are we on the brink of a pronounced global warming? Now, I'm sure you could dig up all kinds of dirt down that rabbit hole. But the idea here is that we're controlled, our politicians are controlled by big money. And where's the big money? Well, it's in oil. It's in pharmaceuticals. It's in coal. It's in energy. And the people that control these energy companies also control the media, which means they control the culture, which means they control the politicians. And this is why we don't have nice, clean, green nuclear energy. Because the coal and oil barons don't want that for us. But somehow they've lost their grip. Although I don't think that's really true because when you realize that the thermometer wasn't invented until 1867, you realize that reliable record keeping on weather patterns didn't exist until 1910. Your common sense has to tell you that there's something else going on here. Now, maybe the planet is warming. I would say the planet is warming because it used to be covered in ice at some point. And now, I mean, I looked out the window this morning, no more ice. So yeah, it's getting warmer. Can we control that? Are we so arrogant to think that not only is that our fault and that we succeeded in changing the climate on the planet, but that we also could affect it? One thing that's definitely going to affect the climate, or at least the amount of pollution that we're pumping into the planet, into the atmosphere, is uh, cutting the world's population in half or more. And with all of the things that I see happening in the world, it's hard to believe anything else. I shared this article on uh, Twitter a few days ago. It's from uh, July 29th, the post-millennial. The postmillennial.com. Follow me on Twitter, by the way, at Earthbox. A Montana-based conservation group that's funded by corporate billionaires has discreetly purchased 453,188 acres of land for the purpose of ecologically re-engineering the Great Plains. John Dutton would be so proud. According to their website, the American Prairie is, quote, creating the largest nature reserve in the contiguous United States by, quote, stitching together 3 million acres of existing public lands using private lands purchased that would create a retro ecosystem. The Mountain Journal reported in 2019 that American Prairie 
is buying up private ranches one at a time and then intend to remove the livestock that roam much of the landscape today and replace them with bison, elk, pronghorn antelope, prairie dogs, and other wildlife that Lewis and Clark saw when they passed through the region in 1805. So yes, in 1805, the population of the United States was about 6 million people. We're up to about 330, 340 million now. So uh, we didn't really need to rely on that farmland, that rangeland. The article continues. In their effort to recreate a 3 million acre version of 1805 Great Plains, the billionaire-backed company has been accused of encouraging depopulation and the destruction of the American farmer. So as war and famine affects our food supplies, the billionaires are buying up farmland to stop us from growing more of our own. Sounds pretty great, huh? I'll be back. Goodbye.